0: You're now listening to the Washington Football Team Declassified Podcast with my dad. You're going to love it. Washington Football Team Declassified family. Glad to have you back. We got something special for you today. We were fortunate enough to spend 15 minutes with our guy, Michael Phillips, from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. If you're not already in tune with this guy's work, get in tune, man. This guy does some of the best work covering the Washington football team um, in my experience. Uh, It's just phenomenal stuff. And he was kind enough to join us today. If you're not already interacting with him on Twitter, you can find him at Michael PRTD, Michael PRTD. Check out his work in the Richmond Times Dispatch as well. I believe he's a sports editor over there. And uh, the Richmond Times is actually offering an editor special for one year for only $26. Um, Make sure you hop on that. I know I'm going to sign up for that. Um, that's only about fifty six or 50 cents a week, guys. Get on top of that, man, because that's some of the best information you can get. And if you're not already, follow me on Twitter at DeclassifiedWFT. Uh, you'll find all the podcasts that we put out over there. Uh, you know, come talk sports, man. This is what it's all about. Sports is a community thing, and I want to maintain the community with you guys and keep up with what's going on with this Washington football team. But let's get to what you came for. Michael Phillips. All right, let's jump right into it. So as a fan of the Washington football team, quarterback is always an issue. It's just part of our history. Um, We went into this season with the expectation that maybe Dwayne Haskins would continue the leap that we saw at the end of last season. However, that didn't seem to be the case. Um, How early on in the season or maybe even the offseason were you aware that this was probably not going to work out long term?
1: This surprised me somewhat. Yeah. And I I think there was generally an optimistic tone all off season. I think the coaching staff felt that way too. They challenged him. uh, He rose to that challenge. He had very good off season workouts put in the work. Um, You know, I, I think during training camp, you would say camp did not go as well as you hoped it would. Um, And certainly everybody realized that, but that, that, that also wasn't make or break, you know, that that's not, you know, there are lots of guys who are terrible in practice who are good in games. Um, but I think once the game started, it became very clear. It was just this thing where it was very tough for him to make the reads in real time in an NFL game. It just wasn't clicking for him for whatever reason. And then, you know, it, it kind of snowballed from that in, into, you know, I, I thought a very early benching in week four, uh, but ultimately one that was validated there when he got a second chance and, and wasn't able to make anything of it.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned him getting benched and coming back and having a second chance, and um, as for that second chance, was there anything that Haskins could have done with that second opportunity to maybe regain, regain some traction long-term with the organization, or do you think it was kind of a moot point at that point?
1: You know, I I don't think the bridge had been completely burned, um, but I, I think it certainly became burned after the the – you know, it wasn't necessarily the Instagram posts by themselves, but then the way he he handled that and, and that week and then coming out and, and, you know, obviously not playing well in a big game situation. The, the one thing we kept hearing from the coaches was this was an evaluation year for everybody and, you know, for Ron Rivera coming in and, you even know, even guys like Brandon Sheriff, you know who you'd say, oh, give them long-term contracts. Ron Rivera didn't give anybody a long-term contract. He didn't, didn't offer Trent Williams one. Trent Williams would have stayed if he had gotten one. But Ron Rivera's stance was nobody gets a long-term contract. We're evaluating everybody this year. We'll go from there. And then for, you know, when he was – when Haskins was struggling out there, uh, I think the sense was it is tough to evaluate the other ten players – when right now the quarterback is not able to make the proper reads, you know, for these guys who, who are trying to earn their, earn their spots long-term in the offense.
0: Yeah. and that, yeah, Unfortunately, that's a common thing we've heard with our quarterbacks over the last maybe decade or so. I, I think I've heard that mentioned before, back as far as RG three, even when he was in the game. So I think we were all hoping for a little bit more, but you know, life goes on. So um,
1: I, was, I, I was too, you know, it, it was a really good off season. I, I You know, I, I do like the kid. I I think he, I think he wants to be good. I, I think he's struggling with knowing how to be good. And I think part of that is just his natural talent has carried him everywhere he's been, even in college at Ohio State. He didn't need to learn anything elaborate. He was just so good. He was able to slice and dice these defenses. And there's a point where that comes to an end. And that point is definitely the NFL.
0: Have you seen guys historically be able to overcome that? Because you make a good point about natural ability, and sometimes we just become too reliant on that and don't learn how to work in the way that we should. And we do that in real life, too, like us that are not football players sometimes. But do guys generally overcome that, or is that a bigger hurdle than I'm thinking?
1: I think the tricky thing is... It's almost a skill set that you're not sure if he has or not. Like, you're going to give him the chance to figure it out. And, you know, Pittsburgh and Carolina both wanted him. There was interest. The raw talent, so, so good on that kid. Like, I would take that. You know, you, you put that raw talent out there every week. You're feeling a really good football team with a chance to win as long as you can get him, you know, in the playbook and, and adapted to it. But it's, it's a very different skill set than anything he's ever used before. So you almost, you almost don't know if he's going to be able to do that or not. It may not be something he has in him, which is tough to say, but you know it's, it's just not something everybody's capable of doing. There are things I'm not capable of doing uh, or learning, no matter how long you sit down with me and explain it to me. Um, you know, th- this is a skill set that like twenty people in the entire world possess. That's why everybody needs a quarterback every year. Uh, that's why it's so hard to find one.
0: right. that's a good point. Um, and speaking of finding one, you know, this organization has really had their problems. Uh, finding franchise-level quarterbacks. and I think the closest we've come is Kirk Cousins. At least on the outside looking in, it seemed like the franchise was not entirely sure about him. In your years covering the team, have you been able to pinpoint anything specific about the organization that maybe leads to our inability to find that position?
1: I think the Cousins one is interesting. So you, you can... Identify it really easily with RG three and Haskins. Those were both picks that were made by the owner, and you can you can take the merits of it aside. I, I still think RG three was a good pick, man. I mean, even going back to twenty twelve, like or twenty eleven, and you know, looking at scouting him, knowing what we know now, somebody's still going to pick him top ten. Like the loads of talent there are still undeniable. What he did for the game that was a really fun year, but organizationally. When the owner makes a draft pick, instead of the coaches and instead of the scouts, it starts you on a bad foot. It really does, you know. And, and I, I think that was one of the disadvantages Haskins had. Jay Gruden didn't want him. And Then Jay Gruden got saddled with him and didn't do anything with him. Now that's not a permanent all-time excuse because Ron Rivera did put the time in, did work with him, and did want him. So you know that's not an excuse for Haskins this year. But I think it was a very valid excuse last year. You know you. You had a coach who didn't want the guy. You know, that's a tough spot to put somebody in. Obviously, with the Shanahans and RG3, that became fractured. Um, so so there's your number one right out of the gate. The owner shouldn't be making draft picks um, just because of the potential, for, you know, in the future that it sets up there. Now, I, I think history has treated the Kirk Cousins decision somewhat well. I, uh, you know, I don't think he's performed in Minnesota to a level where you'd say, oh, my goodness, look, look what we missed out on long term. I do think, you know, it, it, it's interesting. There seem to be two ways to get a franchise quarterback, and that is you grab the guy at number one, and he's awesome. Matt Stafford was awesome, number one. Uh, you know, Alex Smith for a while, you know, number one pick, very good. Your Peyton Manning's, of course. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be that this year. And sometimes they're just guys you can't miss on, or you got to find a guy and you got to develop a guy and you got to put him in the system. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo, who was not a, a top 10 pick, you know. If you have a good system that you can put these guys in and a good culture, I, I think that goes a long way towards helping them out for success. And that's, I think, why there's reason to be optimistic about Ron Rivera is I think he's building the culture. And so when you insert a quarterback into it, I, I think there's a better chance it's successful.
0: Yeah. And, and the Kirk Cousins argument rages on across Facebook groups. From, <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever, you know. And, and I agree with you. I don't, I don't think that if he's here – our fortunes of this franchise have greatly changed. I think the big thing might be, we just might not have been in a position to take Chase Young last year. But at this point, I would rather sacrifice Kirk Cousins being here to have Chase Young on our roster.
1: Man, I love Chase Young so much. What a fun young kid.
0: Yeah, he really is. He really is. And um, hopefully we get more picks like that. Uh, So we all witnessed the quarterback play all throughout the season. In my opinion, none of them were particularly great. And then we get to the playoff game and here's this kid that we just signed, uh, who was on a practice squad and we brought up, had some experience in Carolina. Um, You know, he's kind of bounced around a little bit, but then he comes and plays against Tampa Bay and everybody's losing their mind that we just found our new franchise quarterback in uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, So first and foremost, what was your reaction to him in the game uh, at Tampa and then, What's the most likely outcome for him next year? Like in terms of this coming season, in terms of like a roster spot, do you think he's in the lead to be a starter? Is that a realistic thing or not?
1: That was so fun. It's just so few games you've had where you'd be like, this was a fun finish to the season. I mean, I know they lost, but I I don't think anybody left that game thing and like, you know, feeling really bummed out. I think it was just a fun thing to watch Taylor Heineke do his thing. And shoot, man, if the defense makes even one big play, maybe Taylor Heineke beats Tom Brady, which yeah. is kind of the craziest thing of all time. <laughs> i certainly watching him uh, go to the Super Bowl now, how, how well that team's rolling. It's, it's crazy to think about. Um, it, you know, Ron Rivera and Scott Turner know Heineke and, and had the opportunity to bring him to Washington if they had wanted to, and they picked Kyle Allen instead. And the reason is durability. And You know, Heineke's body was not built for 16 NFL games. You know, I I would, I would love to see him on the roster. I think he'll be on the roster. I think he's outstanding backup just watching the way the players rallied around him and the way he was able to rally the team. I don't trust him to play 16 games. And That's just, it's a tough thing to say, but that you need that in the NFL.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right in a vacuum. That game was just some of the most fun I've had probably since 2012, just being a fan and watching the football Mm -hmm. team play. So, um. And of course, you know, the NFL is always a business, and uh, part of that business is giving out big contracts to players, and sometimes young guys come up through the ranks, and they outperform that player, or play close to the level of the player with the big contract, and in this case, we have Landon Collins, and Landon Collins um, has done some things well for us, I think there's been some inconsistency there, too, um, to the naked eye, anyway, and we got uh, some play from Cameron Curl, which I don't think a lot of people were expecting early on. Uh, we had a couple other guys step up, DeCazer Everett, and then we also had um, Reeves coming to play fairly well. Um, with that comes a question of what's the future for Landon Collins uh, in the immediate sense with the football team now?
1: You know, the good thing for him is his contract makes him uncuttable and, and pretty close to untradeable. Uh, so he'll be on the team next year. and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Rivera likes him and Del Rio likes having him. So you know, he'll be on the team next year. I think that's a good thing for everybody involved. The, look, the most intriguing thing, I mean, everybody talks about it, could you move him to linebacker? Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a fascinating experiment, uh, you know, a thing to attempt, whatever it is. Um, you would need his buy-in on that and, and him to be on board with that it's a position of great need I think he's got the mentality to do it um, if not though there's worse things than having Landon Collins in your lineup uh, week one play and safety back there I think he made steps forward he had some really bad plays that, that obviously made the highlight reel uh, but he also had some good plays too and I think year two in a Rivera system it would be I'd be interested to see if he could take a step forward, be a little bit better. Uh, but but the one thing I'm fascinated about, could you get him to move to linebacker? And what would that look like? I, I think everybody's curious about that.
0: Oh, yeah. With that speed, that would be something else if that works out. And it mm-hmm. solves another big position of need for us as well. Um, do you know, <clears throat> excuse me, so from the fans perspective, it was a lot of this offense is not vertical enough for me. I want to see more creative plays down the field. It was a lot of checkdowns to McKissick and wide receiver screens and whatnot. Do you have a sense if like uh, Rivera was relatively pleased with what he got out of the offense from uh, Scott Turner's playbook?
1: Yeah, you know, I I think he learned as the season went on. I, I think, you know, if you were grading him purely on the first eight weeks of the year, I don't think you'd be particularly enthused or impressed but if you compare the first eight weeks to the second eight weeks i think he made strides forward i think he got a lot better got a lot more comfortable in the role called an amazing game in dallas on thanksgiving did did what he needed to do against pittsburgh you know there, there were bright spots in the second half of the year and those led to to some nice victories um you know i I think hit watching him grow moving forward, it's going to be fun to see what year two looks like. Because I, I do think that the start of year one was not necessarily indicative of what to expect from him long term. But I'm, I'm with you. You got to open up that playbook more. Got to get the big plays. I, I think it starts with getting another playmaking threat at wide receiver. I think that's high on the list.
0: Yeah, and and to that end, um, your best guess for what we're going to target in the first round of the draft are you going wide receiver there?
1: You know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I, I could see them going defense, though. I really could, uh, you know, particularly if you, if you feel you need to get that linebacker position short up that's so important to Ron Rivera. Uh, you, I'm so bad with names early on in the process. The kid from Tulsa um, has a lot of buzz around him at linebacker. Uh, he starts with a Z. I don't know. So it, it, we're early in the process, but uh, I'll, I'll learn them all eventually. Senior Bulls this weekend. Um, you know, I, I think wide receiver or tight end or linebacker probably your your best three guesses there uh you know could surprise you with a cornerback it's a position where you can never have too much talent
0: but it sounds like you're ruling out quarterback in round one is that fair
1: i just don't see, what was it that mac somebody said mac jones to them i just don't <laughs> see that at all that's not that's not the step in the right direction anybody's looking for
0: no yeah i saw earlier today you tweeted out um that if Matt Stafford cost more than a first round pick, you were out on that.
1: Yeah. Um, sorry. You know, I, I think that there are a lot of questions. He plays hurt. He plays tough. He is, I love everything he brings to the table here. He, he, you know, I do love what he brings, but he's had all these injuries. He's had the back injury. He's 33 this could be a very quick decline if it is a decline and i'd hate to pay too much Mm -hmm. just to get one or two good year out two good years out of them
0: yeah i agree with you um and i last thing i want to ask you here um do you see alex smith coming back next year or is that way too early to know what's going on there
1: i think i'd lean no um it would not surprise me if Alex Smith wants to play football uh, next year. I, he's wired like that, and, and that's who he is. Now, from a contract perspective, there's no they can cut him. There's no harm in getting out of it. I think Ron Rivera will want to move on, move towards the future. Um, I think if Alex Smith wants to play next year, there will be teams that will have him, um, particularly given his mentoring role with Patrick Mahomes and, and what he's done with young quarterbacks over the years. I, I think if he wants to play – there will be avenues for him to do that. I think Washington's best saying, hey, this was a great story. This was you know, just an amazing comeback, one of the greatest we'll ever see in our lives. Um, but, you know, that this isn't the future. It's, it's best to make a clean break here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, Mike, I thank you uh, for your time, man. This was great. And, uh, you know, I'll let you get back to your lunch and everything like that. So I appreciate you stopping <laughs> in with me, man.
1: No, no. Good to chop it up with you. And uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It was a good time. All
0: right, buddy. Thank you.
1: All right. Take care. See you.